Welcome to The Table. I am your host, Jeff Harpole. There is uh, many things that pertain to leadership and to our calling of leadership. And some things are inherent. And so I thought today we might just cover a few of those inherent aspects of leadership. People have written thousands of books on this subject, and yet uh, it has not been exhausted. Of course, there is no greater example than Jesus Christ. So anyone who might boast of such um, ideas, uh, they're all, they all pale in, uh, in likeness or pale in, um, in light of, of Jesus Christ. And in his life, he will experience great joy and he will experience sorrow. Uh, it's interesting, at some juncture, we'll, we'll get into a little duality of the Lord. But, but um, it is interesting to note this, um, this man, Christ Jesus, the God incarnate. He will have all power in his hand, but then at times he will declare uh, his own inadequacies. He'll say, um, I, all, I know nothing except what's given to me, or he'll be weak or thirsty or hungry or, or he'll have loss. Um, there's a moment in his ministry when he says to so many disciples, um, unless you uh, eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you'll have no part of me. And many of them said, this is a hard saying those hard scenes come and they walked away. And then in this moment of his humanity, he turns to his 12 and he, it's a plea. You can look at, look at it right there in the scripture. He'll plea with his own 12 and say, will you also go? And of course there you find that you find this, this um, uh, duality of Jesus Christ, the joy of the Lord and then the sorrow uh, that he experiences. And I would submit that no shepherd and no leader will ever escape the pain of losing um, someone. And I'm not talking about physical death, though that is a, a tragedy. Uh, but there's also no greater feeling than seeing someone born again of the water and the spirit. These antithetical scenes uh, seem to always exist in simultaneous fashion. In reference to sheep, a term Jesus used, comes this inevitable wandering. Some leave in the night, never to be found again. And as I'm sitting here today, a few years removed from the great world shutdown, uh, COVID had its, um, had its way with the churches. And some people left during COVID and they'll never be found again. They're gone. Uh, it was an open door for those on the fringe to disappear without an argument. They were concerned about their health, of course. We all were. and uh, But their spiritual life spiraled downward. It pains me that I was personally off guard, caught off guard, not knowing the long-lasting effects of this. But, um, but the Lord, I believe there was a shifting of the Spirit. The Lord was guiding us. Um. There are many different types of nights, um, darkness, um, but, and I won't tell the whole here, but in the night, people are lost. 
And sometimes you, uh, a leader will feel the loss when, when someone is taken over by the wolves. And the wolf is an in-house charlatan. And uh, he or she devours people. And they pretend to be brethren, but they're not. They're wolves. They're, they have the sheep clothing. So that means they look like part of the body and they may act like it, but they devour people. And, uh, and I do know of, of um, apostolic churches that have gone through at least one ravenous wolf and they've come through it, thank God. But, but you see the, the sorrow of leadership when you invest in a lot of people. And those are not people with buckets uh, with holes in them. Those are good folks, but something has happened and um, something has come. Um, and then some are lost be- simply because they despise the boundaries. A-, a-, a sheep, a lamb that walks outside of the boundaries is subject to whatever element is there. And so simply put, sin is always crouching at the door. If we don't set the boundaries, um, other issues will arise. And so in the course of leadership, if you're leading people, you will inevitably lose someone that you never thought that you would lose. And and likewise, you'll gain um, people you thought you would never gain. So this, this is always part and parcel of leadership when you're leading people. And thankfully, joy is present and levels of maturity come and enlightenment comes and it springs forth like a gushing fountain. And people that that um, that that heed the call and see your heart, your bird, your mission, they'll become loyal. And and it it never uh, it never ceases to amaze me um, those that stick uh, and stay. And we're all in good company. We're following the Lord Jesus Christ. Had twelve disciples, and and of the twelve, it looks like only John was there at the cross. And uh, Jesus will look down to him and to his mother, his own mother, Mary. And he'll say, he'll say to, to Mary, behold thy son and to John, behold thy mother. He's giving charge of his mother over to a very young, young John. But the rest of them are scattered of the 12 disciples of Jesus Christ. One has committed suicide. The other has denied. I've never known him. The rest of them are scattered throughout the hillside of, of Judea. And um, John is there at the foot of the cross. So, so those were the men that eventually came back to turn the world upside down, but they had, they had a massive stumbling there. So it's, it's incredible as you're leading people, there will be some loss and there will be some gain. And I, I wish that I could rejoice over the hundreds of gains, but I end up crying and weeping, mourning over the one loss. And I suppose that that is just the heart that the Lord put in me. It's not inherent. It was, it was God's calling. Um, and that's the heart of a shepherd. And that's the heart of a leader. And the Lord instilled these opposing factors in every, every footstep um, within the parameters of his own dual nature. He was fully God and fully man as I described he was both hungry and he was the living bread. He was thirsty and yet he was the living water. And the depth of that is far beyond any one of us. But Jesus would not allow, think of this, he would not allow the eternal spirit to override the natural man because 
he wanted to understand the burdens, desires, weakness of his own human physical frame. And he would not allow his omnipotence to override that. So uh, herein lies the great mystery of the incarnate God. The Bible says that Jesus learned. He grew in wisdom, yet he was wisdom. Uh, herein lies the path of every preacher, teacher, leader, shepherd. The duality uh, is part of this life. Yes, there is authority in the Holy Ghost, but there is also bewilderment. We don't always know. There are divine understandings and revelations. God does speak to us, but there is also confusion. And um, I, I looked into the scripture to find this um, these two factors, these opposing factors. It's incredible. Joshua, um, he crosses the Jordan River with the people. He is, he is met by an angel of the Lord. He is given instructions by God how to overcome and defeat Jericho. And all of these amazing things are happening. And they march around Jericho. They defeat Jericho. And the walls crumble down. And man, there, there's so many things that are happening. The spies and Rahab and, and the type and shadow of the scarlet rope hanging down from her window. And then this incredible moment of conquering. God laid it all out. And then in a matter of a couple of days, there's great defeat. And this little uh, farming area, AI, uh, they they don't even they're not even equipped, and then the, these men fresh off the great battle of Jericho journey down to Ai, and Ai um, defeats them soundly defeats them, and that night around the campfire I can only imagine mothers and and wives and children are mourning the loss of their husbands and fathers and sons and brothers. How could it be that that they would defeat Jericho, but they would lose? at AI. Well, God did not reveal um, what was going to happen to Joshua at AI. And God did not tell AI, oh, one of your men have stolen some things and there's judgment against the camp. Uh, So a leader doesn't always know. God doesn't always reveal everything. And there's the mystery. Well, how could you know how to defeat Jericho, but you didn't know there was sin in among Israel, and you would lose an AI. And so these things toil. And sometimes as a leader, I, I have spiritual insight. I, I know what's going to happen. I'm, I'm prepared. And then the next day, I'm wandering in a, in a cloudy mix of, of uh, bewilderment. So these things go together. They're never going to, they're never going to be um, resolved uh, because that's how the Lord has, has permitted it. He will see, he will allow you to see things in part. Read the scripture. Now we see in, in part. Now we see through a glass darkly. Even just the, the, the saint of God, we don't always understand everything that's taking place. We don't know everything. Sometimes we have insight and sometimes we are, uh, we are confused. And sometimes we're just bewildered, not sure uh, if the Lord, where the Lord is, and if the Lord is 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 working to the left or to the right of us. We don't know. But it's in the recognition and balance of both joy and pain that we find both our emotional and spiritual equilibrium. Uh, 
And I, I, I'll list this for you or go down a few things here. If you're called by God, just know it is God's call. It's not your call. The outcome is always in his hands. So whatever comes of your leadership or your ministry path, it's made of him, by him, and for him. It's always all about Jesus. Um, our lives are made for the sole purpose of the kingdom. We are simply to work while it is day. So the goal is to know the king and to be a servant in his kingdom. And if the folks that you um, are leading, uh, if they if they abandon you, then you keep walking with the Lord and you find um, someone to lead towards Christ. And if they accept you or reject you, you, you must follow the Lord. It's not the response of the people that qualify, qualify the leader. Though I know today that's what many people are after. They're after the approval of people um, and not the approval of God. And when you look at the approval of people and what's happening, and I'm going to expand on this in, in, um, in subsequent times, there's so much emphasis on being approved of other people. People are, they're, they're, they're on their Instagram, they're on their Facebook, they're, they're wanting a thumbs up, they, they, need, they need affirmation about what they're doing. They, they are desperate for someone to follow them, to approve of them, to give them a thumbs up. And, and they'll do many things, even at their own harm. But when you are following the Lord, Sometimes people will follow you and sometimes they will not. But you must always know that uh, his approval comes first. Everything else is, is, is meaningless if, if, it, uh, if, it's, if it's approved of God. Even Peter and John, when they were brought before the council, uh, they were scolding them. Uh, Peter stood up and said, uh, should we please men or God, judge ye? So obviously we want to please the Lord. So I think in this first conversation, just at this table, I would just point out that in all leadership, there's a duality. Uh, you can be on a mountaintop one day and you can be in the valley on the next day. I preached, thank God the Holy Ghost felt the Lord intervene. People received the baptism of the Spirit. There was miracles. There were all kinds of things happening. But before the day was out, uh, before I went to sleep, uh, some terrible news came, uh, some conflict came. And as high as I felt uh, during the moment of that anointing, I felt equally as low um, uh, in the very same day. So these scenes, these antithetical moments, um, God allows them, and they actually are the shaping of our lives. Thank you for spending a little time at the table. There's so much more to come.